Welcome back. Your dreams or your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they turned around. Who'd have thought they lead ya? Back here where we need ya. Yeah, we tease her a lot because we got her on the spot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the PLP Podcast. This is your boy, Carlos D. And hi, everybody. This is your girl, Christy. I think that special song was just for me. I'm back. After a two-year hiatus, (laughs) back and dusty as ever. Oh, you know, you know how I do. Happy New Year. Happy Black History Month. Negroes I miss the wild. PLP podcast. But don't sound so excited. You know, I have to, all my excitement is going on on the inside right now. And I'm just really impressed by your vocal skills. That was Welcome Back, Cotter, right? That's, yeah, that's TV the show. Song. The but song you know, I wasn't even... I don't even remember. I don't even know if I was old enough to understand or watch that show. But I'm like, is that Welcome Back, Cotter? He wasn't even alive when Welcome Back, Cotter came home. Well, why Welcome do Back, I Cotter came on the... like the 60s or 70s. Well, why do I know the theme song then? Probably rerun, syndication. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, I uh, just want to say... Uh, I'm back. Glad to be back. But you definitely held it down during my hiatus. And so did your guest co-host. Um, I'm going to have some stiff. You're going to have some stiff competition if I ever do step away from the podcast. Because Winnie and uh, the other young lady who hosted with you, they did a really good job and held their own. And um, you guys did a really great job. And uh, just... Thank you for holding the PLP down. Yeah, thank uh, Winnie, Winnie the Bish. And uh, I think you talking about the last time you was here, way back at Tyra. Good old Tyra from 2018 or whenever that was she called it. So, yeah, we're going we to keep it going. Thank those ladies for helping out. Um, if I do need to ever replace you, um, I might think about replacing them with you, I mean with them. Um, but, but you can't call it the PLP. No, no, that's trademarked and copyrighted. Right. <laughs> so, do you want to tell people what happened? So, I, I kind of try to give the reasoning, the rationale as to why you left, but maybe you want to speak about it in your own terms, your own words. I, I think you kind of captured it um, a little bit, and but just to add to it is I wanted to make sure that we were putting out quality content and not just quantity you know sort of doing an episode every other week just because we're supposed to do an episode every other week and I think we just had differences as far as that goes and then also you know my strength 
is not thinking on my feet. So we had a lot of episodes that were not planned out and we would literally like five minutes before just sort of come on and start trying to do a whole, I don't know, 35, 40 minute episode. And it was like by the seat of our pants and I don't function well that way. And I just didn't feel like I was doing a good service to the podcast and I wasn't, you know, proud of some of the episodes that came out. And so I was just like, you know what, let me just take a step back and let's try to regroup. So we were going to use the little uh, Christmas Kwanzaa holiday to get things together. And then by the time January came, I was just like, you know, we didn't do the work and I can't put it all on you because I did try to put it on you. Like, Hey, you haven't come up with a plan, but you know, I didn't necessarily come up with a plan to, you know, better strengthen um, our vision and and whatnot for the podcast either. So I was just like, you know what, let's just let me take some more time to regroup and I'm going to come back Black History Month. Um, and then one other thing that you've also shared is that this podcast is was your baby and you asked me to be a part of it. Like, this is your main hobby. And, you know, as your friend, PLP, et cetera, et cetera, I wanted to support you. So I was just kind of like, you have a greater stake in it than I do. Um, and I just wanted you to sort of just just bring more uh, great energy to the podcast before I came back. So I think you've you've done a good job. Um, over the last couple of episodes and I'm glad that you kept my space and I'm back and you know ready to see what the next you know what the next steps are what things hold um, and I just hope to also myself do a better job of you know since I know that I don't do well thinking on my feet I need to do better prepping before episodes you know, to make sure that we're having, you know, a good conversation um, and all of that. So that's pretty much just all I wanted to share um, on that topic. So, well, you well, said a lot. I did. More than a mouthful. Well, I planned. So, you know, I had I had a lot to say. So and it came out nicely, I think. Okay. 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 I ain't gonna say nothing else. That's not. Anyway, moving on. You were saying, uh, since it's your first episode back, it's your show. You're bringing it all together. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about today? I'm gonna let you be the executive producer, host the show, run the show, because you have taken so long off. You should be recharged, you should be fresh, full of ideas. You should be ready to run things and do your damnedest. Well, let's before we jump into the meat of the episode, uh, for all of y'all who don't remember, we do have a segment called Overreaction or Naw, and this is where we present um, a story that's going on in mainstream media and make a decision as to whether the audience reaction to it was justified or not. So, I don't have one, of course, but you have an overreaction or not. So tell us what the overreaction or not is for this week. And you making faces. I didn't say I had no overreaction or not. Yes, you did. When we when we talked about this the other day, you said you had one. I don't remember saying I had one. 
Oh, well, making that up. Nope, I can't. I have the receipts, but you know what? Just gonna keep moving. Our, I guess, the overreaction or not, and also the meat of the episode um, is this whole thing. What's going on with B. Smith and Dan Gasby? So it's been in the news lately. Well, it came out a couple years ago that B. Smith was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And hold on, hold on. for the people, you need to explain who B. Smith is. Everybody don't know B. Smith. B. Smith. I is... barely know who she is. She's a um, she was a former model. She had a restaurant in D.C. called B. Smiths, and I think she had a couple of others. So she was a restaurateur. Um, she had written a couple of books, and she was just an overall lifestyle icon. So if you want to compare her to somebody, she was almost like a black Martha Stewart. Um, and you know she was well on her way up, and she uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's back in 2013. Okay. So, you know, that came out back then. I remember when that story came out and I remember when she was still maybe like in 15 or even 16, she was still, you know, it hadn't ravaged her brain that much. And she did an interview with her husband. I remember watching that interview and they were fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember being so, at a restaurant. It wasn't that good. I ate at her restaurant too. And, um, but I can't, but there, what's the other, uh, black soul food restaurant in DC? Over there by, oh man, because they have really Georgia good Brown. catfish finger. Georgia Browns. That also but sucked. I, sucked. Georgia Browns. Uh, Georgia Browns is kind of. I like it the catfish so fingers. It was like mm-hmm. some food would be good, and then some food would be like flavorless, and then the the service was just okay. It was just like not doing enough for me, and I don't like to tear up no uh black businesses, but I was like y'all just for for when I go to like a black restaurant. I expect them to have nothing, if nothing else, to have the flavors down. They right. know seasoning. They know all this type of stuff. And I know they got to try to appeal to a broader audience, but then just black people. But come on now. Y'all got to have them flavors right. And it was too many dishes at Georgia Browns that didn't have that flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. I know I only went there like once um, for like a brunch and I had some grits. And it, yeah, it was just okay. But we're not here to tear down uh, B. Smith and her empire. Because it looks like her husband is kind of, he's kind of doing that himself. So basically what happened is, you know, he's been caring for her, but he apparently has been gallivanting around town with um, a chef that he met and they're dating and he has put videos up on Facebook. He's done interviews to show that, hey, you know, I have a girlfriend now and um, yes, I'm still married to B and I deserve to have my happiness. And the, you know, the, the backlash on that was like, yo, you're selfish, first of all. And number two, you're, well, number one, you're cheating on your wife. Like, yes, she has Alzheimer's, but you're still married and you're sitting up here with the girlfriend and she's living in y'all's house. Like that was, uh, yeah, it was just a crazy story. And like, just the balls on that man to come out and expect for people to be okay with that so like Mm. I like and I guess the issue there is there's a couple issues there like number one um does be even of course she doesn't know what's going on but um like what are the the ethics behind that or how is he like how does he justify having a girlfriend while he's still married to this woman like I get that she's not the same woman because you know, she has Alzheimer's or whatever, but 
like, yo, like, how could you just, a, a woman would never do that. She would never do that to him, I think. And I just think it just shows the selfishness of the man um, in the first place. And then number two, like, why is a girlfriend living up in the house? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand that. It just seems like, and, and I don't know the backstory, but it was like, was she laying in wait and just waiting, you know, for B to continue to decline before she made her move? Because I feel like they might have known, like, I, I feel like he had like seen her around town, the guy Dan seen um his new girlfriend around town and then they just like made a thing of it but just like the nerve to go off on a new relationship when you need to be caring for the one that you got and focusing your mm. attention on you know your wife okay. I'll, I'll let you get all that out I'll let you get all all of it out <laughs> because i feel like that's a bunch of bull shit that you're talking right now because mm-hmm. this is not a situation where he just got a young thing on the side and he just felt like I want to cheat on my wife or go have a little affair or whatever it is. This is a situation where his wife has a, you know, and sad for her, a debilitating disease. Uh, She's, you know, she doesn't remember him anymore. She's uh, barely, from what I understand, knows kind of who she is. uh, So she's not functioning. Um, They were married for over almost 30 years, I think. Close to 30 years coming up if they haven't already hit that point. And I think he does have a right to be happy as long as he's still treating B. Smith in a respectful manner, meaning the sense that he is still there for her. He still is loving to her. He still takes care of her. He still lets her be in her own home. He didn't like put her in a home so he can move the girlfriend in. Yes. He moved the girlfriend in, you know, whether he should did that or not. I don't know, but he, he it's not like he threw B Smith out to bring the girlfriend in. B Smith can't function anymore. And this man is not like 80 years old. He, I think, is in his early 60s. He's 64. So he, 64. So he might have a good 20 years left in his life. And you don't know how long it is before B. Smith might pass away. So should he be alone and not have a partner and only companionship just because his wife, unfortunately, got this um, thing where she can't be the wife that he used to be? I so, think as long as he's taking care of her, he, should, he does have a right to be happy. And if that happiness comes from the form of another relationship, as long as he's not harming his wife meaning like throwing her out of the house putting her in the home or mistreating her in the house i think he has a right to be in a love relationship and i don't begrudge him or or think negative of him because of that and i don't think it's just because he's a man i think if if a woman did the same thing i wouldn't begrudge her but sure like sure he deserves happiness and love right but um number one just like you said, you don't know how much more time she has left. So while you're up here trying to nourish and create a new relationship with another woman, you know, that time could be spent continuing to give your care and attention to the, to the one that you know that you're going to lose any day now. And number two, okay, yes, you know, he's still, he's a young man sort of, and he deserves to have love and happiness, but he knows that there will be a point when she won't be there. So he can, Put that on hold and, you know, and then find the next lady of his life. I mean, and and then mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's really selfish. Like they've been together, what, 20, 30 years, like you said. So, dag, she's, you know, she's been sick for the last five years and you about to, you just piecing out already. Like, yes, you deserve love and happiness, but the priority is being a good caregiver for her. And there are other outlets that he can have and things that he can do to you know, take his mind off being a caregiver, but going out and starting a romance with somebody else is not like the first thing I would even think about doing. 
And and I, and I know that's just me, but it just seems really like only a man would do that. I can't see a woman being like, oh, yeah, my husband has um, Alzheimer's or ALS, but here go my new boyfriend. We taking care of him. Nah, that just, it's just not right. It's just not right. And then, yeah, that's just what I feel. And and, and then to be like um, putting it all over, over social media and doing all these interviews, like keep it to yourself. Like, why are you telling everybody? Like, if that's what y'all want to do, go ahead and do it in private. But it just seems like, it just seems wrong to be, you know, doing it in the first place and then kind of bragging about it. And then poor B, she doesn't know what's going on. And I feel like if she did know what's going on or, you know, she wouldn't be happy about it. Well, of course she wouldn't be happy about it, but it's just not, it's just a jacked up situation. I feel really badly for her. Well, if she claimed, but the, that's the, the whole the piece of purpose, because if she did know what was going on, he wouldn't need to have a second relationship. Right, right, right. I said he it, wouldn't I, be in that situation. Yeah, and you keep making that. this assumption that he's not taking care of her just because he has a girlfriend. There, there's no report where it says he's been abusing her, where she has not gotten proper health care, where she is not looking like she's looking unshoveled or disheveled or untidy or not getting enough eat or not getting trips to her doctor and all that type of stuff. So, you know, that's 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 a false. Uh, assumption to say that this guy's not taking care of her just because mm. he has a girlfriend. I know, and it's no. also not the same thing of you say put his life on hold, but put his life on hold for what? It's not like she has like stage four cancer and she might be dead within six months. Just because you have dementia or Alzheimer's doesn't mean you die like immediately. It could take years for her to die and she should be at home twiddling his fingers trying to talk to a shell of what his love used to be or should he just be allowed to love and let love um, as long as he's not hurting her, as long as he's not disrespecting her. Now, I, I agree with think, the fact that he shouldn't mm-hmm. be broadcasting it. You know, it don't got to be doing interviews about it. You don't got to be putting it on, uh, you know, Facebook or Instagram or telling, oh, I love her so much. Yada, they, yada, they, yada, they were like on Good Morning America too, like him and um, his new girlfriend or the Today Show or something. But I never said, I, I never said, and I didn't mean to imply that he wasn't caring for her. <laughs> I think the bigger thing is, is that he's up here he's still worried about himself and what he deserves and what he should have and what he's missing out on rather than um it seems the health of his life that i mean it just seems like his relationship and what's going to happen to him seems to be a big priority um and it just basically seems selfish on the other hand his daughter or B's stepdaughter, you know, she's fine with the situation. She doesn't have a problem with it. I wonder how that would be different if if B, if she had a biological child, like how she would feel, how he or she would feel about, you know, the father dating somebody else while your mother is still alive. So, and I, we just see, see it very differently. I think he's in the wrong and they should really uh, fall back or and, and stop advertising it because... It, it just it's just wrong that's the only word I can only judgment I can call on it is that it's wrong and he knows that uh, that's just dirty okay we just have to agree to disagree because yeah I just don't I don't see how he's wrong and I definitely I mean I wouldn't take what his daughter says into the equation at all because like you said it's not her daughter it's, it's his daughter she gonna support her father and it will probably would be different if B had children of her own I know because I just even feel like who's advocating for her, you know, like outside of him, like where I wonder how the rest of her family feels. And I haven't done a whole like I've read a couple articles in Essence and um, wherever else I, and 
other threads, but I haven't seen anything else about other family members and how they feel about it. Uh, and I just like, like who's really in her corner and no, she doesn't know what's going on and that doesn't make it right for him to be carrying on. So right to whom though, in what way, like what, who is he hurting he's in this married. situation? Because he's but, married. What is that? To who, but who is he hurting? If his wife doesn't know that she's married, she because doesn't really remember him. Doesn't remember herself. Who who is he hurting in a situation for having a girlfriend in a situation like this? It doesn't matter who he's hurting. It, the fact is, is that he's still married to this woman, and you got a girlfriend living in your house with y'all. Like that's just the whole. That's the problem. I mean, to me, it is it's no harm because nobody's getting hurt by it. I can see if you know. B understood what was going on and he just had a woman living in there, but she doesn't. So other than well, societal standards, right. who cares? Right. And then, and so this is another like new little thing that came out about it was he said before she got sick, she said she would want him to move on with his life. And it's like, okay, that's just now coming out now. That would have been like the first thing when this story first broke, that would have been the first thing that I said was like, look, my wife said that this could happen. But now it's just like taking his word against hers. Like he could just be, and and maybe I'm very, um, I, I am very biased and I am cynical, but to me, you're just saying what you think people want, want to hear. And that's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't believe that because. For me, that would have been the leading argument when the story first broke is B wanted me to be happy. But now after you got all this backlash, it just seems like you're trying to twist whatever it is. And uh, and so that's that. Hmm. But so what wait, if, like what if you were it, it, with you and your, you know, you, you and your significant other, mm-hmm. if. Would okay, she had you were you're in Dan Gasby's shoes. Would you be having a girlfriend while you're taking care of your sick wife? Would you would you personally make that move? I think that would be something that we would probably talk about in the early stages. Like as soon as she was diagnosed with it, I would have that conversation with her and let her know. Damn, her that's the first that. thing. As soon as soon don't as be, she gets <laughs> don't be dumb as as she gets, look, can I get a girlfriend? Can I'm about to kick you back off the show. You out of control. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that would be the first thing, but that'd be something that we would talk about because I'm putting it on me. If I was B Smith and I and, and, and me and my significant other was like uh and, and I was the one going through it, I was losing my mind, or I had ALS, or I had I got paralyzed or whatever it is, I would make I would make an agreement with her, like just as long as you take care of me. And I mean really take care of me, mean like don't put me in a home, don't just throw me to some place where people mistreat me or do bad by me. You are entitled to continue. To have whatever relationships you want to have. I would not be upset about it. I would encourage that. You know, wait till my mind is a little bit gone. Don't do it like the, the first month I get diagnosed. But if it's three years later and I literally don't remember you day to day, I think it'll be fine. And I will give my okay on that. And if she and then if she told me flat out, no, I don't feel that way. I don't feel comfortable doing it. As far as her being the B Smith in the situation, then I would say, okay, I won't do it. I will respect her wishes because that's something that she did. Me, I wouldn't have the same feeling because I would be like, I don't care. I mean, I can't do anything with you. You know, I have ALS where I can't move. I can't talk. I can't really be a loving partner or I have a paralyzed or I have dementia, whatever it is. So you should be entitled to get joy any way you can. Mm-hmm. And if that means uh, having another romantic partner or somebody who cares for you when you because you're caring for me, then that will work. Because a lot of people forget about caregivers. 
caregivers, right. no, it's a lot of them don't have anybody to take care of them. All their entire life is taking care of another person, and then they get worn down, they get drained out. Who's there to assist them? But I'm guessing you don't feel the same way. You would want your boo boo to be celibate for life until you die. Or have no romance, I mean, no romance, no love, no no compassion, no loving relationship because you can't I, give it to him. No, I, I I would hope that, that I would never be in that situation, but I would I just wouldn't expect for him to like. I I I don't even know what I would do, I like because I get that yes he deserves happiness, but like. While I'm still alive, even if I don't know what's going on, like still honor our marriage, sickness and health, man, like still, you know, be, do do faithful by me. And when I'm dead in X number of years, then go get your thing going on. And oh, so, so now she got to die and he got to wait X number of years after you die. No, no I didn't mean it like that. Come I on, meant, now. Like, no, I meant I, no, I did not mean that. I'm just saying like be with me while I'm sick and be my husband while I'm sick. And then when I, and then after I die, you can do your own thing. Like, I, mean, I think that's hmm. what. That just take me back to how is he not being her husband though? What husbandly duty is he not performing? He is taking care of her. He kept her in her own home. He's, she's healthy. Other than the dementia, she's healthy. It's not like she's dying. It's not like she's a, you know, a 10 pound skeleton. Cause he's not feeding her or she's beat up or bruised up. So other than the fact that, you know, you're not supposed to have extra partners or other romantic relationships when you're married, because that's what they tell us. How is he not taking care of his wife? He is. So are that's you why saying, I don't have a problem with are, it. Are, so are you saying is your argument that this arrangement is OK because she doesn't know what is going on? So what if she had um, cancer and she was going to die, but she's been dying slow is he allowed to have a girlfriend like and she's and she still can't be the same person she's ill you know blah 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 is he allowed to have a girlfriend in that situation or is a man allowed to have a girlfriend when the disease is different to me it depends on in that situation she she can you know say it's okay or not okay in this situation she can't really say well those and according to him she did say it was okay before she kind of lost her mind fully but to me Mm -hmm. to me it, it all comes down to how you're treating this person. And like I say, I wouldn't have as much be okay with it if he had like just took her money, you know, because she was a wealthy woman. And I, I don't know what his job was. I think his job was like managing her. So I don't know how he made his money. He may be wealthy too. But if he, he had like taking Okay, so he maybe has some money too. But if he had like taking her money and like put her in the home and he never goes to visit her, he never goes to see her, she's just sitting in that home all day and he has no interactions with her, then I will have more of a problem with it. But because of the fact that he's not doing that, that he is standing by her other than the fact that he has a girlfriend for all intents and purposes he's standing by her so that's why it's more that i'm not as upset about it because i think he is doing right by her if he was doing her shitty or doing her dirty or you know be we, we hear news stories b smith fucked up but he out on the date then it may not be as much okay so i think and that's probably a factor in it so basically because she doesn't know what's going on it's okay that's no, because like, he's taking care of her, it's okay. And because he's taking care of her and she doesn't know what's going on, it's okay. That's your argument. The, my main argument is because he's taking care of her. The second part of it, whether she knows it's okay, that, because she doesn't know, because she doesn't know, it's not, I feel like it's not hurting her. That's another factor into it as well, though, because the fact that she can't be hurt by something because she doesn't understand it, then I feel like it's, it's, it's a more okay. But the main factor to me is not that whether she knows, whether she is 
knows what's going on or not, it's more the fact that he is standing by her and taking care of her. If Got he wasn't it. taking care of her, I'd be like, nah, that's that's kind of messed up. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of somebody standing by their their wife, oh, I Lord. I heard this story. Another man, wife terminally ill. And do you know, out of Minnesota, his name is Dwayne Arden Johnson, 58. Mm-hmm. His wife, Deborah Lee Johnson, 69, uh, was terminally ill. And do you know what he did in her final days to make sure that she went out in style? What? They had a meth-fueled death party for his sixth wife where they got high on meth and had sex one last time uh-huh. before his wife passed away. How did now, Is how that standing by your woman or what? Gosh, dang. Um, yeah. Then they gonna lock pr- my man up. Dude, they gonna lock him up? Yeah, what now? What was her condition again? Uh, just a terminal illness? Did she know what was going on? Because that don't seem like I, I'm. If I toward the end of life, I don't think anybody. I don't think most people are thinking about having sex. So I would wonder if that was really just his fantasy. And probably talked her and see this is just me I'm it's uh, the man's always wrong but he probably like what if that was just his fantasy to you know get this one last thrill with his wife which is understandable like you know you're about to lose her but then like to add the drugs into it and get high like well it, I mean I the story just says she was terminally ill he it, it says she he took her out of the um, nursing home that she was she was like in a nursing home oh. I guess like hospice and uh-huh. he said he took her out because his wife said that's what she wanted she didn't want to die in her nurse home. She wanted to go home. He took her home. He, they did meth together. He says they had sex one last time. Uh, when the police arrived, they said he was naked and yelling that naked and yelling that his wife was dead. Um, he had wrote on the wall, "Death Parade, God Hell," spray painted on the front door. Um, and he had washed his wife after she had passed away. He mm-hmm. washed her. He wrapped her in in, in linen um, because he said that's what the Bible told him to do. And for all you know, all intents and purposes, like she wasn't hurt. He they not they not think he killed her. They not think he harmed her. Um, but they just went out of style. Now I don't that, know. That probably killed her. Look, looking at this picture, I'm not saying this. I'm thinking it's not the first time that he did meth, for sure. And I'm gonna okay. send you the picture when we get. I'm gonna show you the picture. But uh, matter of fact, we, this gonna be our. Uh, I want you to put this on IG. This will be the <laughs> IG post for the episode. Uh, all right. It looked like he definitely didn't try meth before. I don't know if his wife had a history of meth problems, but. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. So this is this is just the opposite of that story where, you know, yeah, B. Smith's husband could have her hopped up on crack or meth in the house. This and, dude got his wife high on meth, had sex with her one last time, and then she passed away. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what do we? I mean, what's better? What's worse? I don't know. That's a crazy story. I, I mean, it's this it's a crazy world we live in. So what what they get him for? What they charging him with? Stealing her from the taking her from the hospice? Uh, I don't. Or I don't, something else must have happened. They took him in, but it doesn't really say what they arrested him for. Hmm. Oh no, it, no. I take that back. He had guns and um a lot of guns on his property. Well, somebody basically the hospice must have tipped him off because like how would they just know? Yeah, yeah. Because when he took her out, he took her out. He said, uh, she told him he didn't want to die there, and then they also they also charged him for criminal neglect. So I guess technically she might not have died as soon if he'd have left her in a nursing home. But to me, I think that's that go back to another situation. Let's say you do, you know, you you and me in a, in a situation like this. Let's say you know, 
it's 30 years from now. We uh, we we got our significant others or our uh part, you know, you have a husband, I have a wife, and they do get a terminal illness. And they do tell you, hey, you know, Christy, I want you to take me out of this hospital. I want to die. Would you help them? Would you like not like smothering with a pillow, but would you like knowing taking them out of the hospital means that they'll probably die within a couple of days because they're not getting the treatment that they deserve. But they, that's their wish. They like Christy. I really want to die. And I'd rather die in the home we shared as opposed to dying with these strangers in the hospital. Would you do it? Yeah, I would do it. And would you give a meth? No, I would not give a meth. Weed. I wouldn't give no brownie. What hair on? No hair on. on. No smack. No LSD. No mushrooms. But no. Nah. But I think part partly I hope that I would be prepared, and we would have had a conversation about like what his last wishes are. Um, but yeah, if he, that's what he wanted, you know, he don't want to stay in the hospital or the hospice. He could come home, and but I would still like try to get a nurse or somebody to be there too. Just so he doesn't like, you know, he wouldn't like die horribly, like choking or something crazy. But um, yeah, I would do it. That's the, that's his dying wish, and I, I get that of you know wanting to die at home in a familiar environment. Would you? How progressive of you? Oh uh, yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm like if they, if, I mean, because what could the hospital do? They couldn't be like, no, you can't take him home, right? I, don't I think they have to let you check him out if they want to leave. You can't hold nobody against their will. You mm-hmm. can't you can't force a person unless they like a minor. To get medical treatment. So yeah. if they really wanted to leave, we got to let them leave. Yeah, I would do it. I'll bring Jeez. bring my boo-boo home. Oh. Uh, you know, crazy. Okay. Yeah, uh, so anyway, Dan Gatsby, settle down. Yes, you deserve love, but it, it can be on hold because you still have a marriage and you still have a bond with B. And that should be your focus and, and just continuing to take care of her, you know. It sounds like you just hate. I think I'm projecting because I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Well, then make sure you I tell just... your boo boo not to uh, leave you when you get dementia. Don't say that. Don't say that. If you get dementia, my bad. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. I don't know. And it's like uh, on a personal note, my grandmother's husband had dementia, and mm. I'm sure she wasn't thinking about, you know, trying to find her boo boo or a little side piece that you know of. She might have had about a whole, it's whole a, I mean, uh, it's a stable of tenderoni. Well, and then I'm like, and then this is another thing I wonder, like, yeah, I know caregiving is a full-time job. It's a hard job. But don't they also have money and wealth? I'm sure that he, you know, he, they he could have assistance taking care of her. So I just wonder how he even has the energy, um, like even the mental space to want to start a new relationship with somebody while his wife is dying and she has Alzheimer's. So that's, that's I just, I just have a lot And I when know, you lose I, your best friend, that's tough. Like I get it, but I just, I'm just thinking, I know it's hard, but I wouldn't think that, you know, the, the solution, the quick fix right away is to go start and be with somebody else. Like, but I, I don't know. She had it for five years. I know. It's that not I, like he did it the next day, but it's, it's not, five years. it's not like she's had to, um, the full-blown Alzheimer's, I hate saying full-blown, but it's not like she hasn't known what's going on since 2013. Like, it was progressive. And so it's recently gotten worse. So, well, I guess more than a year ago, because they've been together for about a year, him and a new girlfriend. But I don't know. I just feel like um, just I just have a, a different thought, and I feel like he's selfish. And I think I've a said that like a bit. selfish. That I'm not. 
I just wouldn't want that to happen to me. What's his name but, again? What's his name? Dan Gasby. Dan Gasby, you are a hero for standing by your wife, supporting her through her darkest hours. And I applaud you for supporting her, that woman. And if you want to get a girlfriend or a side piece or whatever, they want to call her. They disrespected her by calling her a side piece. If you want to get a girlfriend while you're married, I support you, sir. And okay. God bless you. You yes. are a hero to the people. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, man. Let's get out of here. You done? You got anything else to say? I don't nope. overtax you the first day back. <laughs> nope. I am back. I got a microphone. Hopefully, this is sounding good. As uh, Carlos said, we um, moved, not able to meet face to face. So we're trying. Uh, we recording over Skype now. And I have my own microphone because Carlos wouldn't give me the second one. He kept it. So I had to buy my own microphone. So hopefully, you know, our quality is going to be a little bit better. And we can see each other. So like we're in person now. So hopefully that'll like bring the flow back as well. Cause it kind of fell off. She's been talking over me the whole show. The whole point of us doing it with the, with the video. Is so she could see me talking and she wouldn't talk when I was talking and who been over talking who this episode. I'm a count. When the I, playback. I'm a, I'm a count. I'm a count when I listen back to it. Yes. Lord. All, right. All right. Where can they find us? I'm gonna let you do the outro. Where can they find us? They can find us wherever awesome podcasts are played. That includes Stitcher, Google Play, Apple, and Damn, I just SoundCloud. realized did we do that? And SoundCloud. Did we do that at the beginning? No, we didn't do that. And you can find us on, yeah, we just skipped a whole lot of stuff. You know, find us on Instagram, the PLP Podcast. Send us an email at the PLP Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to send Carlos your uh, boob pics at gInfoJones on Snapchat. Oh, and then also while I was away on my little hiatus, I I reopened my uh, private Instagram account, my little personal Instagram account. I didn't miss nothing, but I I am back on Instagram. Do you want to shout it out? No, I do not. I am going to be private like Winnie. You can know I have one, but you don't need to know where to find me at. Why you bring this shit up then? Because it was just something <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, with your crusty, dusty lip ass. Let's Whatever. You couldn't you couldn't go a whole episode being nice. Mm. Save your them, Lord. Nice. Save them. Anyway, Whatever. this has been your boy Carlos D. This your girl Christy. See ya. Thank you for being a friend. Hey!